Greetings, everyone. In the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Remember now, no matter what state or situation you find yourself in today, remember this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will what? We will rejoice. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you that we're here today and we're here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to worship you, to bless your precious and a holy, holy name. And so, Lord, we prepare the way for the word. We soften the hearts of the listeners. And we lift the spirits. We're so happy to have today is every Sunday, our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her very gifted husband, Brother Darnell Carr. They come now to take us to another level of praise and worship. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord one more time. If you're able, come on and stand to your feet as we give God some praise this morning. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. More than anything. Come on and think about it this morning. Lord, I love you. I love you more. I love you more. I love you more. More than anything. More than anything. Come on and give God some praise this morning. Yeah, yeah. Say, Lord, I praise you. Lord, we adore you, Lord. There is none like you. 
Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your house and worship you, to lift our hands, lift our voices unto you. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way, Father. We take it not lightly that you allowed us to be here this morning, Father. Thank you for your presence. You said where two or three gathered, you would be in the midst. Thank you for our pastor and the word that she'll bring forth on today. Let it touch our hearts and our minds, and let us be doers of the word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the Lord who made heaven and he said, I will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Said, I will not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord who keepeth thee, Lord who keepeth thee, for he shall not slumber nor sleep. For the Lord is my keeper, the Lord is my shade upon my right hand. smite me by day nor the moon by night he shall preserve my soul even forevermore now if you ever needed some help open your mouth
for his ever-present help. His ever-present help. We love you, Lord. All of my help. Everything. All of my help comes from the Lord. Oh, glory to his name. All of my help. Okay, thank you, Jesus. I hear you, Lord. Come with us now to the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. The Lord keeps us in Jeremiah this season. I believe we have certainly become a people today who need to know the Old Testament because I think that's the time we're in simply because we're in a makeover time. Jeremiah chapter 18, Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 6, Jeremiah 18, verses 1 through 6. Won't you stand out of reverence for God's holy word? And listen now for the word of the Lord. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Come, God said, go down to the potter's house, Jeremiah. And there I will let you hear my words. So Jeremiah says, I went down to the potter's house. And there he was working at his wheel. Imagine, imagine. And the vessel, the bowl, the cup, the beautiful vessel he was making of clay was boiled in the potter's hand. But he reworked it into another vessel as seemed good to him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated in the presence of God. And won't you pray with and for me today? Lord, as I stand today to once again preach your holy word, I thank you for the opportunities you still give to me to do such. So now, Lord, won't you allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. I'm going to lift it up so it will be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. For you, you are my strength. Give me strength today. And you are my, you're my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray it. Let everyone say, Amen. Put a smile on your face with the mask or without the mask. Let everybody say, 
the potter's house. The potter's house. In our scripture lesson today, this uh, we find the prophet, the preacher named Jeremiah. We find the prophet depressed and, and disappointed about the people that God had sent him to lead. Have you, have you ever been depressed or, or disappointed? Have you ever been in a place that you say, God, I haven't been in this place before. I don't know what to do. It's so many things that can put us in that place. Maybe it's the people you work with on your job. Maybe it's the children you've raised in your house, the people you loved and helped. Sometimes, you know, we look at people in our lives and, and we can get depressed and disappointed. Somebody say amen. You say to yourself, I've told them over and over again not to run with that crowd. I, I've tried, God, to give them the best I could, and still, they end up in the street or in jail or on drugs. I, I loved them, Lord, and I did all I could humanly do, and now, now, looking at them, I'm so disappointed and so hurt. Well. God sent the preacher, the prophet Jeremiah, to lead the people who God had, had loved and blessed and taught them and even favored them, loved them, and rescued them from their enemies. The people who were and who lived in America. No, it didn't say America, did it? Lived in Israel. The people whom God himself had chosen and, and molded for his purpose. Oh, Israel was to be God's model people. That's what Christians ought to be today. We're to be God's model people. And, and now the prophet Jeremiah finds these people resisting and rebelling against God. In fact, they had lost their fear of God. The Bible says wisdom is the, be the wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Do we really fear God today? Do we re really even know God Today, well, in this situation, uh, the prophet's depressed state of mind, many thoughts were passing through his head. He was thinking, what was God going to do to America? I mean, Israel. Would God take another people? To be used as his purpose and, and praise. Don't ever get arrogant about who you are, where you've been, or where you are today. Don't ever get arrogant about being a Methodist or a Baptist or Episcopalian or Presbyterian or a Lutheran. Because I was treated most godly and respectful. Yesterday in a church that is non-denominational. Oh, will it use another people? Was there hope for Israel? Well, well, as Jeremiah uh, uh, thought on, on thought on all these questions, these questions were answered one morning in the potter's house. You know, Jeremiah was just being obedient. God didn't say go to the church house. He didn't say go to the temple. He said, Jeremiah, I want you to go down to the potter's house to learn a lesson. Well, 
just silence Jeremiah's doubts and fears. God spoke as he always does still today. God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah. Well, beloved, as we learn from this word, we're going to see three things, three, three, three things we're going to see the marred, messed up vessel. And then we're going to see the remade vessel. And then we're going to see the useful vessel. And as we look at our lesson, let us focus on verse 4. Verse 4 says, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred, damaged, flawed in the hand of the potter. So... The potter made it over again. He made another vessel that seemed good to the potter to make it. Don't ever believe that God will leave us like he finds us. Well, child of God, this word Marred means damaged or defaced to, to spoil the quality of a mark that disfigures, it, it blemishes. And all of us today, if the truth be told, all of us today have been marred and damaged by the sin in the world. All of us. We've been defaced and we've been ruined by a secular society, disfigured by challenging situations and blemished by disappointments and sickness and pain and brokenness. And as we read the Bible text, we might wonder, why did the potter even use this messed up clay? Why, why did the potter use the marred, damaged clay? You see, he could have just thrown it away. He had some more clay. He could have picked up a new batch clay and just replaced it with that old messed up clay. Oh, there were. There was plenty of other clay at his disposal. We, why didn't why didn't God Himself just just go and get some new people? Why didn't He just go and get some? Some new people. You see, the potter in our lesson is an example of God's character. God's character. The potter knew that he had the skill and the power to remove the obstacles that marred and damaged the clay, which exemplified us. We the clay in this lesson. The potter exemplifies God in this lesson. The potter, like God, knew that he had the power and he had the skill to heal and to perfect the clay. So he took what was before him and God made it over. Somebody need to say amen. You remember the hymn, just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me. And that I come without one plea. Oh, oh, Lamb of God, I come just as I am. I, I come. Listen, listen. How, how, how many of us could use some hope today about something or someone we know and care about? I'm talking about hope. Well, all of us have been depressed and disappointed about something or someone at one time or another. Maybe even now, I look at our denomination, I look at our culture, I look at our world, I look at some people, and many times I even look at myself. Hallelujah. I look, and what I know today is there is something wrong. There is something wrong. Are you looking? Are you looking? Oh, and what I know today, something is not right today. 
Something needs fixing. Something needs to be made over. And that includes me and you. Can I get an amen? Amen, amen. Oh, yes, it does. We all need to look. We all need to look at our world and our communities, our lives, our situations, and ourselves and do some repairs and some tweaking. Somebody say amen. Oh, it's so easy for us to put other things in repair. We put them in repair all the time. Check up on them because we are addicted to things. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We put things in repair for a checkup. It's okay for us to take our cars for an annual diagnostic check. But just like our things, beloved, we too, we get damaged and we get rusted. We get worn. We get tired, weary, disappointed, and depressed from time to time on this journey of life. We need a checkup at the spiritual level. I'm talking about a checkup. Well, this message was a good message for the prophet to preach to Jeremiah and the people of God. You see, God would not cast them away. He wasn't going to cast them away because at the potter's house, at the potter's house, as the potter had taken the broken, marred, damaged clay and made it again, so would God gather his people to himself once more and try and make them over again. I said try because God is not going to ever force himself on any of us. He gonna try. He gonna try. Oh, God in His mercy and His grace was giving His people a second chance. Can you say a, a second chance? A second chance. Just say thank you, God, for a second chance. Oh, he's a good God. He's such a good God. In other words, God can take your mess and my mess and deal with it. Now, I'm talking about God now. Don't expect people to fix your mess because most of the people you go to to fix your mess are just like you. They messed up too. Birds of a feather flock together. Misery loves company. God, I said, God can take a mess and God can make a miracle. Oh, God has something good now for each of us here in worship today. It's here for the taking, but he ain't going to force you. So, when we find ourselves on the potter's wheel, it's, it's God working for our good. God says, I have plans for you. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you hope and a future. And God means what he says. God's idea for each of us is to become more like Jesus. And make sure that you run with people who are trying to be more like Jesus so that you can assimilate. God's idea for each of us is to become more like Jesus. That's it. He wants us to be strong and loving and kind and determined and focused, focused, strong-willed, tough, lovers of holiness and, and haters of sin. See, you can't be going, look, 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 look. You got to love what God loves, and you got to hate what God hates. Oh, good God Almighty. This country is crazy. It just loves 
everything, do anything you want to do, be anybody you want to be, and nobody ain't going to say nothing. God hates sin. We need to be radical. We need to have some righteous indignation about God's house. We need to be radical for the good and the patient and the empathy and courageous, faithful, prayerful, enduring, drum majors for justice. We need to be obedient and self-sacrificing. Ah, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a village that didn't play with you like that. I look back and I'm just so glad that there were things you could do and things you could not do. And there were old people who had no fear of you and would correct you on the spot. That's what God does. But we haven't learned obedience today. Yesterday, the whole idea of this wonderful marathon was about uh, people sitting at the feet of elders. And so there were five of us. They couldn't say anything. They had to listen to the whole thing was over. Now, now getting old don't mean you got it together now. Just because just, just you 80 or 90 don't mean you saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, especially today. Oh, but in my day, Oh, Lord, ain't no way you going to talk back to your elders in my day. They just were preparing us for God because there should be no way we talk back to God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And old people ought to have some wisdom. I've told you before, I heard my 15-year-old in the backseat talking to somebody and she said, oh, my goodness, is that going on in your house? I'm coming over later, and I'm going to talk some wisdom to you. I thought, girl, you're 15 years old, and she's 15. How 15 going to know more than another 15? You know, people, I said, oh, I'm getting older, and things are changing. They go, oh, me too. I'm going, you know what? That is, listen. I've been your age, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. You haven't been my age. I don't listen to you. You listen to me. Come on, America. Come on, America. Therefore, we learn in this lesson is that God is willing and able to take us just like we are and remake us into useful people. Somebody ought to say, hallelujah, hallelujah. In fact, God, listen to this, God is looking for damaged people. Ooh, let me say that again. God is looking for damaged people. In my ministry, some of the worst people I've ever pastored were those who've been in the church all their life. Arrogant and cocky and think they know everything. And some of my new members who came off the street, teachable, listened to the word they had not heard before, wanted to be changed. And I'm going to tell you something, y'all might not know, but at the church I pastored, oh, you changed. <laughs> look at the hope going on. Because I'm changing. If I'm changing, we're going to all change. We all need to be better. I'm old school. Some things you can't do, say, or wear in the church. Oh, I'm going to let you come in. I'm going to love you. I'm going to hug you and kiss you. Then I'm going to take you up to my office, talk to you, and watch you come back over and over and over again. You know, something's happened to us today, beloved. I learned that the children that people had given up on were the ones who were like a sponge.
just waiting for someone to come love them and show them another way. We don't love people like that today, do we? We're scared we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. I'm talking about old people being scared of young people. That's what I'm talking about. I don't even know where that came from. The devil is a liar. God is looking for people who've made some mistakes, people who admit their sins, people who know their shortcomings, people who have been through hell, people who have fallen down, but they got up again. God's calling all damaged people, people who have some scars on their souls and some calluses on their hearts and some some tumors in their spirits. God is looking for some messed up clay. I'll open the door myself, be the first one to go in. God is looking for some mess because you know what? God sees damaged people with the potential of being a vessel of honor. Isn't that a wonderful thing? At the church where I was, we taught manners. We had classes in charm and personality. We had classes in how to dress and how to make up and how to fix your hair and all like that. We had experts coming in. And all those kids in Compton, California, that the whole world had turned their backs on. We took them to a trip. One time over in uh, Catalina Island. And we went to the finest restaurant in Catalina. And they had been trained in etiquette and manners. I made sure that everybody's hair was fixed because every beautician in the church knew they had a job to do. When I said, we're going, you got to fix to everybody, everybody, everybody. Anybody who had money better buy somebody some clothes because nobody going to be ragged. And I remember in that restaurant, one of the people said, where are these children from? I said, they're from Compton, California. You know, I found out everybody in the world from Chicago, even to London, England, everywhere knew about Compton. California. I love to go places that nobody else wants to go. I knew Jesus would be in Compton in the 80s. I wanted to be with Jesus. I said, they're from Compton, California. She said, you know, I have never seen children as mannerable. I, let me tell you, they, they had been to the parsonage for a class on. And so uh, they knew when they came to the house that you bring a gift to the host. And I had people in the church who were cooks and chefs. They were doing all the work in the kitchen because I had, we had purchased a beautiful parsonage, although I left homeless. See, the parsonage for the people to know that God can bless you like that. My house, it was the people's house, but it was gorgeous in University Heights, Carson. I said, God, I just want them to be exposed to what they ought to have. Lord, just what they ought to have. And I can remember sitting at the table that was fixed up with all kind of china and everything. And one of the kids saying, I was teaching how to properly cut, hold your fork and your knife and all of that one, the kids say, Pastor, because I've been trying to cut this piece of meat for a long time, and I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry now. Wait, I've done it your way a long time, and it ain't cut right. But God loves marred clay. God loves people who just need God to come in and fix them up. Never leave people the way you find people. America 
I was in Harlem and the poverty I saw in Harlem is a sin. In the richest country in the world, there should be no poverty. Oh, this really gets me. Because every human being has the potential of greatness. Greatness. So therefore, God has his way of breaking unmarred, damaged vessels. That's, that's why when we sometimes feel like everything's falling apart, God's breaking things up so that he can start all over and put us back together again the way we ought to be. The problem is we don't like change. You know, I get bored with myself. I love change. Change me, oh Lord. Change me. In the remaking process, our life must be distributed and, and shaken up. It must be disturbed so that God may be able to remake us as God places our damaged lives on a wheel. As God starts to remake our lives. And that wheel has things that, that must go in the remaking. It just moves and it turns and it keeps moving and it throws clay and then it throws water and then it slaps and it mows and it keeps moving on the wheel that you think is indispensable. The wheel is necessary in the world. Today, someone you think you can't live without may be taken away, you on the wheel. And sometimes you thought you didn't need to be adding any new friends, and you add them and you should have stayed by yourself for just a little while if you're on the wheel. On the wheel, there's a molding and a making. On the wheel, hopelessness turns to hope. On the wheel, low self-esteem turns to self-esteem. On the wheel, that unforgiving spirit turns to a spirit of forgiveness. Oh, I believe today, I believe that God wants to put us all on that wheel. Put us all on that wheel to remake us and to make us something beautiful out of something ugly. God can take the good, the bad, and the ugly and fix us all up. Say, I'm a work under construction. Don't talk about me. God's not through with me yet. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Now, beloved, you know how we are. Some of us are thinking about other people. We know who we think we are. And we think sometime other people just too far gone for God to do something with. Now, I know you did all that you could, but what you do and what God can do are just two entirely different things. He says, a human being, when you've done all you can, just turn it over to God. When you have people in your life killing you, who've disturbed you and disappointed you, and you've done all you can, turn them over to God. Don't ever be so desperate to have people in your life that you'll let anybody in the door. I'm a loner. I've been taught that preachers don't make friends. I've been taught that preachers stay to themselves. I've been taught that preachers keep their children away from church people. Taught that. Because how can you keep the spirit of God in you when you got people messing with you all the time? Help somebody need to hear me up in here. My poor children say, Mama, we don't remember coming, people coming in in our house. No. Uh-uh. This is a sacred place. I'm trying my best. You know, I'm trying my best to keep the devil out of my house. I'm trying my best to keep the devil away from my children. I'm trying my best to keep the devil locked down. Get thee behind me, Satan. 
For greater is he who's in me than he who is in the world. Oh, stop being a savior. God is able. Don't put yourself in God's place. God can change people. And so, God can do do entirely different things than we can do. Some of you wonder about your children, your cousin, your father, your mother, your uncle, your co-worker, and some of you have even given up on yourselves. But listen, I must remind you before you start talking about who God will and will not use, remember that God built his church on a bunch of misfits and throwaways. God says, all I need is just a peace, a more and damaged and messed up clay. God didn't throw the marred and damaged clay away because God sees useful vessels in me and in you even when we messed up. I said God sees. So tell God let me just say that God just can't stop thinking about us. And, and God, God cannot fail. Oh, it won't happen. You better get on the wheel. You better get on the wheel. All of us need to be on the wheel. And here's my testimony. I'm going to get on the wheel. And be a marred, damaged, willing piece of clay. <laughs> oh. You don't need to, if you think as a human being compared to a holy God that you don't need to get on the wheel. Something wrong with you, that's all I got to say. We all need to visit the potter's house. All of us. Marred, willing piece of clay. Like the songwriter says, have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. And I am the clay. Make me and mold me after thy will. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Search me and try me, Savior, today. Wash me. Watch me just now. As in thy presence, I willing and humbly bow. And so, for all of us who need some mending, some of us more than others, songwriter says, in case you have fallen, by the wayside of life your dreams and your visions shattered you're all broken inside you don't have to stay hear me you don't have to stay in the shape that you're in because the potter God wants to put you back together again. Oh, the potter wants to put you back together again. In case you have fallen by the wayside of life dreams and visions shattered you're all broken inside You don't have to stay In the shape that you're in Hallelujah. The power wants to put oh, you back, back together Your part of a broken life.
a broken piece. Has turned upside down. Our folks who talk about the ghetto, Lonesome the Harlem's, the, the Comptons, the all over the places of America. You don't have to I stay. Know what God can do. In the shape. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. The potter wants to put you to put back. You back. In case your situation has just turned upside down and all that you've accomplished is, is now on the ground, you don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. And the folks whose hands was down And the folks who were dirty on the streets And knocking on doors All the potter The potter Oh, your life may be broken, my friend But the potter wants To put you back Together again Oh, the potter and children all over the place all over the place everybody became a healer and those who didn't want to left in fact there were a group of people who didn't like me so they came and had Sunday school and then went home oh thank you Jesus they weren't in the way of what God wanted to do in that place at that time. I never worried. I was there over 20 years. I never worried about them. I say, now I know some of you are going to wait till I'm gone to come back to the church. That's fine with me. I'm not going to come looking for you. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to search for you. That's not who I am. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Too many hurting people for me to just be begging. People who don't want to. church and come that went from 50 people to 600 active people. I went to that church. It was cray cray. Do you understand what I'm saying? And God took all the more. Oh yeah. A few left, but oh God, so many more came. God told me one Sunday, you know, if people go, let them go because I'm going to send you hundreds. <laughs> topic because I came here to tell you a few months before I turned 80 I ain't rich today 
but I will be. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. I ain't rich today, but I will be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Put you on. He'll put you on the wheel to riches. He'll, he'll put you on the wheels of healing. He'll put you on the wheels of restoration. I know what I'm talking about because I've been on the wheel all my life. The potter. The potter. He wants to take you just like you are. And make you There may be those of you today who want to join the church of Jesus Christ. It's a new day now. If you can't see some of the things that God is doing, I say every Sunday the church line ought to be out the door. God didn't come to save the righteous. He came to save sinners. Those of you who don't belong to the church, God's not coming to your house, boo. I don't care how fine it is. He is not coming to your fraternity or your fraternity. God is coming back for his church. His church. He says he wants it without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back for his church. Don't you get left out. It's free. a cheerful giver. Cheerful giver. I tell God, God, I want to be rich so I can help somebody. So I can be a giver of your money. Hey, my money. Your money. I didn't make it. You gave me the strength. Your money. So we invite you, we invite you to give in any form or fashion and be cheerful about it. Because remember, it's not your money. Be a steward of God's money. He just asks for 10% and some offerings. And of course, we live in a time of inflation as it is in the natural. I love y'all. So it is in the spiritual. We're living in a time of inflation. Just up that 10% as much as you can. I'm getting ready to up mine. Yeah, I am. And after you have listened to God's word, and after you have given... you to stand for the benediction and remember everybody remember God is a God looking for those of us who will admit we're damaged we just need a little tweaking Just as we are.
remember to knock on the door of the potter's house because nobody can fix you and make you over like God can. We thank you, God, for who you are. and empowered to know that the Lord will make us over somehow and we give you glory and honor dominion and power in Jesus precious and holy name we pray it let the church say the church church say amen God has spoken let the church